I have been selling this book, Zanaz Lee and Wan Chun Hong's Guide to Indie Filmmaking, which is published by MPH. For a while now, it's a really good book. If you want to be a filmmaker, whether it's for YouTube, social media, TV, film, cinema, whatever, this is the book to get. I'm going to make it more accessible and more affordable to all of you because I believe that everybody needs to become a filmmaker. The more filmmakers we have in the world, I think this world will be a better place to live in. Now it's available as an electronic book download on my website, I'm gonna link it here. It's really cheap, it's really affordable, it's only five ringgit if you want to get the ebook version, okay? Five ringgit! It doesn't really cost much, right? It's just a little bit of something for me. I mean, it did take a lot of work to write. Each chapter of this book talks about one part of the filmmaking process. And for each chapter as well, I interview a local filmmaker. It's only five ringgit! It's only five ringgit! <coughs> Hi. Hi. You are watching and listening to the Fat Million Film Club and I'm assuming I'm Zan Azli. And I'm Shell Abustawan. As usual, every week we watch a local movie and we review it. Yes. And as usual, also the movies, cinemas are not open. But movies are coming out anyway and it's delivered to your houses in your home theatre. Mm. And this week we're watching <laughs> a film called... Kickflip on... Movie. Yes. Okay, so, so we saw the film. We we watch we watched the film, uh, 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 Kickflip on Movie. It's a uh, this directed by Kyril Baha, mm. uh, who is kind of like a friend. Mm. Um, I'm more friends with the wife Eva, mm. right? But I do know Kyril because uh, if you know that I I have this book where I write uh, where I, which I wrote right, mm. uh, the guide to independent filmmaking, and uh, one of the chapters I actually interview him. Mm. Yeah, for one of the chapters. So if you're interested, get the books. Only five ringgit PDF version, yo. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> so kickflip. Kickflip is a movie on movie. Yes. And uh, directed by Kairubaha. Do you want to tell us what the movie is about? Okay. So, uh, kickflip is about a guy, a cre a creative guy, uh, who was uh, formerly a photographer, who uh, now works at an ad agency. And um, he sort of rediscovers his passion, I guess you could say, through skateboarding mm. and doing kickflips. Well, he was trying with, to do a kickflip. Yeah, flip. with young people. With young people. Yeah, like some 17-year-old. And he plays himself. Which the is director. not creepy at all. The a 37-year-old hanging out it's, with It's like a coming-of-age story of old people. It's a midlife crisis story lah. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I'm older. Uh, but <laughs> from his character in the movie. I am his midlife crisis. Hello. I, you are my midlife crisis. Yeah, no. absolutely. No, no, your Fitbit was your midlife my crisis. My Fitbit was my, my <laughs> midlife crisis. Okay, okay anyway, no. yeah, then... <laughs> my, my youngest son was my midlife crisis. Hey! <laughs> Don't be mean to Achilles. Uh, okay, uh, okay, anyway. <laughs> okay, so uh, Kyrill plays himself. He's the director and he's also starring in it. He writes it. He's like a one, one man crew. Well, no, yeah, like, he had a big team. Directed and edited. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's what they call a three 
Independent short. filmmaker. No. What no. they call it in Hollywood? A three... I don't know. Short. I don't even know boom, what you're boom. doing. No, uh, because you're a producer, writer, and editor. A three you know? shot boom boom. No, you're a three. There's a technical term for you no, right what, there. What's that from term? Our what's, film lecturer. What's that term you call it when you do everything and you're, you're like a three hit pointer? One hit wonder. <laughs> no! Okay, so, so, so we want to talk about what the films are. We haven't eaten lunch. That's why we're like so excitable. Okay? But, but, but I, I had my Quaker Oats. You know, Quaker Oats. And yeah, that's and, why he's like that. And three you, shot had, boom you had your nasi lemak, <laughs> right? No. Okay, okay, okay. Right. Come on lah, probably. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. very properly. Okay, so, okay. I've known his work for a very long time, mm. right? I've, I've known his work for a very long time because when I first started making my short films, my indie films, and he came about around the same time, mm. right? Uh, and we were screening our films in the Malaysian, screen, uh, Malaysian Shots, which was uh, like a program that was done by the Club Cinefilm Malaysia, mm. where, you know, local filmmakers can actually, indie filmmakers can actually screen their stuff. Mm. And uh, I've seen his work. Um, uh, you know, he's a nice guy. Right? But I'm going to be honest, a lot of his early works, um, they're not bad works, right? Yeah. Uh, but I always saw it like, you know, he was trying to look cool, his shots were always, his films were always like those cool, cool films, like lots of action shots, fast cuts, and, and he was always in the films trying to look cool. I mean, not different than me, so like, I always want to be in my own film as well, right? Cause, trying cause, to look cause cool. I'm trying to look cool, so yeah. So, yeah, I always thought that that was his main purpose, to look cool, right? But his films were not bad, mm. right? It wasn't bad. But watching Kickflip now, can I go into it? Yeah. Ah, so watching Kickflip. Uh, oh my God! I think this is his best work. Like he's done other TV work and and films in the cinemas and all that also. Mm. Right? But I have to say, I really enjoyed watching Kickflip. Mm. Right. I thought it was going to be like because it, he. And a lot of his older short films has him skateboarding as well. Oh, I see. Right? Yeah. And, and he skates way better than he does in this film, nah, actually. Mm. Right? He, he can skate. He really can skate, right? Uh, and and uh, when I said, okay, kickflip. Oh no, is it like going to be like, you know, like how Weezer, the band, I like Weezer, right? Yeah. When they started like making different, different films, uh, mo uh, songs and albums. And then they said, oh my God, we're losing our listeners. Let's go back to our original form. Mm. So I thought, oh, he was going to go back to making his like early films where he looks cool and all that. <laughs> but actually, no lah. I thought this film was very heartfelt, very honest. Mm. Maybe he is, maybe, maybe, I, I, I don't know. It could be autobiographical, mm. right? He's this 37-year-old who's like married, going to have a baby. Well, I don't know if he's having a baby, Eva. Eva, are you having uh, a I don't baby? Know, I don't, are you having a baby? <laughs> we need to know this. Uh, because Eva and I, we go to the Borneo Eco Film Fest every year to help train and and train with local filmmakers with other people. Just so yeah, that's and, out there. <laughs> yeah, and we, we train local filmmakers in Sabah to make films, right? Yeah. Uh, we, ha we hold workshops and all that every year. Mm. So, yeah. So, um, so, and you know, and he's trying to like, he, he has a photography business, um, but kind of got played out. Yeah. Uh, and he's trying to like, regain his footing financially, career-wise and all that. Because uh, of the baby. Because of the baby lah, yeah. right? And he takes his job as an advertising person. Mm. But a very, very low-paying, low, entry-level low job. Entry-level, yeah. And I guess he loses his passion, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, you want to butt in? I got a lot of things to say. But say lah. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> you want me to say things now? You can if you want. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know, later then you say I interrupt you. No, 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 no. I, I won't say that you in interrupt me. Uh, yeah, not camera anyway. I can. <laughs> it was a birthday yesterday, <laughs> and we went. I, I yeah, we, we went. And then I woke dinner. up alone this well, morning. I went for my normal morning runs. You know, anyway, you don't get this okay, kind look, of body so flip, just right? like that only, right? Uh, I felt like it was a very. 
I guess because this year, maybe this year, we've been watching a lot of uh, up-and-coming filmmakers or young filmmakers, a lot of first films, first features. So everything, the tone of the year in general, apart from being like kind of dreary and apocalyptic, has also been kind of new, mm. fresh. Like just last week, we were talking about Rizwan Saidi's film which was very young and very experimental. Mm. Uh, whether it was his first film or not, we still have yet to find out. And then we also talk a lot about, you know, Fist Productions, who is a... Grow- they're growing filmmakers. So also very young, very mm. new. And then uh, Kickflip, uh, not so young, and but kind of new, because I felt, I felt watching the film that it was a very mature feature film. And it was a very heartfelt, grown-up story, you but, know? But you're not familiar with... Uh, no, work, I'm not. Right? So this yeah. is like the first, I think the first film I've seen of his. Mm. But even then, it's it's mature in the sense that it's not made for for young people lah, to me. Lah. But I think people, young people can still yeah, watch it. Yeah, young people can still yeah. watch it because yeah. it's still a good film. Yeah. But it is, it is uh, more to appeal to sort of reconnecting with your youth and mm. reconnecting with your passion, which is very important mm. in today's day and age because... Yes. Because of COVID, a lot of... You're doing what you want to do. Shut up. <laughs> but I, I'm doing what I want to do. Yeah, with your life and uh, your I career. Am. Okay, so just keep quiet. Oh, I'm happy so, with my life and career? Anyway. Oh my god! Alright, great! Okay. So during COVID, I feel like a lot of people, a lot of creatives particularly, have had to give up uh, the things that they really kind of want to do and take up all these, you know, soul-sucking or really kind of just bland jobs. To, to pay the bills and to mm. survive, and especially in the time of COVID nineteen and the I time mean, of this pandemic, because we also re- had to do that. Yeah, because yeah. that's the reality of it. You need to do what you need to do to survive, and this film really embodies that spirit mm. of doing what you need to do to survive. Uh, you know that um, it was really heartbreaking for me to watch how he had to sort of slowly piece by piece, piece by piece, sell off his camera equipment. Oh, that was yeah. really, really. I felt really really sad for him and it was uh, it wasn't overly played out it was very subtle it was just him meeting these buyers and then as usual Malaysians ask you stupid things like got discount now and then it just made me very very uh, I really felt for him lah because it was just really sad it's raining we should move no 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 we can do it we can do it you cannot lie it's too heavy <laughs> come here okay we're moving. Yeah. we're moving. We're moving. We're yeah. moving. Stand here, stand here, stand here. No, we're shooting. We're shooting right now. Wait, wait, wait. I'll come in later. Oh, we gotta. Wonderful. We gotta adjust this. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, stay where you are. Take a. Oh, okay. Oh, not too much. Okay, that's good. Right. Clearly, I'm very used to this already. Okay, so yeah. yeah so it was really, really sad. It it's was raining, really, really sad, yeah. really, really gut wrenching, and um, it really reflected the realities of uh, this year, lah, of how people really had to give up things that they love for things that they needed. Yeah. Um, I think I felt like he was very good spirited about it. Um, the way that the husband and wife relationship played out was also very nice. Uh, she would call him out on his bullshit. Yeah. She was also super supportive of him. And she never, like, her character, like, Eva's character, Katija, would never, like, falter from still asking him to pursue his passion. 
and she was you know always supporting whatever he wanted to do but she also made it very clear that when he needs to be there he, he needs, needs to, to be, be there. there he needs to be responsible yeah. he needs to be responsible so that that was i felt very real as a dynamic between a husband and wife yeah you know and constantly keeping each other in check and constantly also supporting each other and helping each other grow uh so i felt that was really really good luck and yeah. a lot of the films a lot of the a lot of parts of the film was um very relevant raining very relevant and very uh, relatable sorry so it was um to me a really wholesome uh film you can almost even say it's kind of like a family film mm. in a way uh and it's kind of romantic also oh it was in very romantic it i think it was very romantic yeah. but in a very realistic sort of uh pattern lah. yeah yeah so i really also really really like the film i don't know anything about skateboarding because i have two left feet and i don't do well just walking on the Finally road much it. less no i've always admitted oh, okay, it. Right, okay yeah much less on like wheels and stuff so uh but it was still i felt really cool and it wasn't one of those films that was like trying to like push the agenda of skateboarding the skateboarding was kind of weaved into the film very you don't have to be a skateboarder you don't uh, have to be a skater boy and yeah very yeah. naturally and very uh it was a showcase also lah. like yeah. you know some films where it's supposed to be like about football then there's always like a whole montage of like football no this is not whatever. like this that this was at all. not like that so it was weaved in very casually and um it was very nice also to see the contrast of uh the young I guess new skateboarders. Yeah. Uh which is a character that is in the film who's this 17-year-old boy about to see for SPM. Who is a legit skater? Who is a legit skater uh, mm. versus him lah who's like slightly older and you know how they can sort of come together because of a shared passion but also do it in a responsible way which kind of showed that you know not all these like skateboarders or whatever are like bums lah. I felt like that was the point of that that particular relationship mm. in a way. But skateboarding has come a long way from you know people mm. looking at them as bums because yeah. skateboarding was supposed to be in the Olympics yeah. in Japan. Yeah, you but know? it's still I guess a standing stereotype because of the way that it was shown in the film with the the guy chasing him out, ah. the father. Okay, yeah. here's where I'm gonna call some skateboarders. Up. I like skateboarding. I don't skate. I ride BMX. You can see see at the corner there. I got BMX bike. Right, but the last time I ride was a long time ago. So I've got like a Hoffman Big Daddy there. Behind it is a cage, E Militant, Justin Miller. You know, Justin Miller signature frame. You know, so so yes. So I think, and this is a lot of skateboarders thinking as well. They want to romanticize the fact that they are an illegitimate sport. Uh. Right, so that it's kind of cool that you get chased out of sports and all that. You know, when they're skating and all that. But you know, yeah. But then it's okay. they also go to Putrajaya to skate. And Malaysia has so many legit skate parks nowadays. Compared to when I started riding BMX last time, there was nowhere to ride. Mm. Maybe that's why I also felt like. See, during the COVID, mm. I picked up my bike again. Mm. Right. I cleaned up the bike, I bought new chain. You know, I cleaned up, I pumped the tires, started trying to do my old tricks. Cannot do anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I can feel so it's hung a pack up again on the wall. Maybe you need to go and find a 17-year-old. I need to find a 17-year-old BMXer <laughs> to come and rejuvenate. But then no man. Uh they're too good. They're too good. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Then, then. So I guess I identified from that point of view. Okay. Uh, you know? Uh wanting to do your passion. Nah, I've never been really that good at BMX, so I never looked at it as a career path. 
I just really enjoyed riding my bike. Yeah. Right. Uh, but you see, he's also not looking at skateboarding as a career path. No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It was just something to keep him sane and alive. And alive. alive. I guess that's what basketball does for me now. Wow. Really? Yeah. But no. Wow. You don't agree? All right. No, no. You keep me sane. That's nice to know. <laughs> She keeps me sane. I didn't realize I was but the soul sucking part of no, no, no. Relationship. She keeps me sane, definitely. Wonderful she's she's the main part. But you know what basketball means to me, right? And you know that you mean way more to me than basketball. Lies. My Friday night Such nights where lies. I go every week to That's play basketball. That's why when I'm sick, you will leave me alone and dying in bed just no. to go and play basketball. No. And then go to the mama till two a.m. No, cannot go till two p.m. P K P B. Right, C M C O. Right. So the film. So so what yeah. What else did you want to say about the film? Um, there were parts that made me really want to cry. Yeah, a lot of parts. Feeling for him. Cry. You know. Uh, yeah. I'm very lucky. Uh, I I'm a slightly older than the character that he plays in the film, right? Uh, and I, watching this film made me think about my life. Think about how I've wanted to craft out my career, my my life with my family, and how I want to be like, right? Uh, and. And I am very, I felt very lucky to say that I am actually doing what I like to do. I am in a very good place in my life. Right? You got basketball. No, no, no. I've got a very nice family. You know, I've got a good wife. Got yeah, great kids. Right. You know, uh, I'm really doing work that I, I really feel passionate about. You know, every once in a while we do get frustrated, but that's life. You know, and there are things that help us out. But not know? frustrated like him, dude. Ah, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. definitely not frustrated like him, lah. He was like, oh my god, kesian gila siyal, kesian gila. Yeah, we very, can't tell very. you more because we want you to watch the film. Yeah. So, so <laughs> like, like I used to have those. Uh, what's that word for problem? Conundrum? Huh? No. Sure. Uh, no. Uh, dilemma. Dilemma. No. What's that really intellectual word for problem? I don't know. Issue. I don't know. I don't know. I, I was asking somebody who studies Shakespeare, but I guess Shakespeare didn't help her much. Um, he did. <laughs> no, no. So I used to go through that kind of like internal dilemma with my career and all that way, way before, like a long, long time ago. Uh, when I was way younger, I was in my 20s when I went through that. You are a perpetual existential crisis, okay? Forever. <laughs> it's not just in your 20s. No. You just find new things to have existential crises. Yeah, but overall, I'm already very settled. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but Fair. when I was in my mid-20s, right, between my mid-20s to my late-20s, it was, yeah, I was going through this kind of problem because I didn't know what to do. As you know, I do a lot of things. I write, I teach, I make films, I'm a journalist, I do trainings and workshops. And at that time, I wanted to do all of these things. But people were telling me, Zan, you cannot do all these things, you've got to focus, you know. But I thought, but then if I focus, then what about the other things that I like to do? So, yeah, I had that kind of dilemma. And BMX, I used to write BMX every day too. But that's not his dilemma, really. Yeah, yeah, his is way... This is very really... In the movie, lah, in yeah, the movie, lah. In la. the movie, lah. I, yeah, I feel movie. like that the movie is really just trying to... Tell people, yeah, not to give up. Yeah, well, okay. Look at how we are talking about the film, right? We're talking about the issues in the film. We're talking about the story of the film. That means it's a good film. Yeah. We're not like obsessed about why is the film black and white. Did you Thanks notice for that? Telling them that. What well, everybody will see. You watch the trailer, also you see it's black oh, and white. Yeah, I did notice that. Right. Uh, and uh, oh, there were certain parts. Okay, we were going to talk about technical parts, right? That huh? Yes, sir. Technical elements. I I kind of like I kind of like all the skateboarding videos. 
the way he shot things using the skateboarding style, of, uh, you know how when the people shoot skateboarding videos, the style using a Sony VX1000, mm. you know, BMX videos were also like that. And it reminded me of the time when I used to watch BMX videos, not a lot of skateboarding videos, mm. but BMX videos like done by Spike Jones and all that, who is now an Academy Award winning film director. He started mm. his career taking photos and videos for BMXs, mm. right? Uh, and I like that style, that style I grew up with when I was a teenager, mm. right? And even in my 20s. Uh, so that brought back like, and even today, skateboarding and BMX videos are shot like that. You know, so, yeah, so that was very nice, right? Uh, I like the fact that this is an, it looks very raw and very rough, the way it was shot. I don't know, I'm sure it was intentional. He had a big crew, but they were all his friends. And I think that um, all these group of people that were making the film also looked like they had a good time, mm. you know, making the film. Uh, and, you know, making a film with your wife, husband and wife, that's great. I mean, we do it. Uh, it's one of the best things to happen in my life, to work with your spouse. You know? It's so, alright. See, basketball. Why Friday nights I go play basketball, right? Work with Zan and come tell me and see whether you say it's alright. Ahong, Ahong will, will speak for me. Right, so... <laughs> no lie, it's great, it's great. In all seriousness, it's great. Yeah, so this film is just, just universal lah. I would say. Because everybody works with their yeah. wives. Yeah, no, for all the themes that they're trying to come to, yeah. to, to bring across. But, but... Wait, before we go to the but, okay. I feel like it's universal because it has a lot of heart. Ah, it, ah, stems, honest. it stems from a place of honesty, of sincerity, and of appealing, of making the film not to make money, I feel. I mean, obviously, if they make money, that's great. But you can really see that the spirit of the film is to tell a good story. And you and can still do that if you want to make money. Yeah, which is, which is great. Yeah. I really hope they do make money. I think they will, yeah. But, you know, the main... Whenever you start out, I feel uh, I always feel this about films and about anything really that you do uh, creatively. If you start out with the pure intention of wanting to tell a good story, Somehow, some way, even if you use a shitty camera, even if you don't have a lot of people, even if your actors are lousy or whatever, it will still prevail. And the spirit and the heart of the film will always come out. Obviously, this crew did not have bad actors and they had a really good uh, camera person, Tegzi. And, um, you know, but the spirit of like the friendship and the spirit of really bringing out the story could be seen in every single aspect of the film. Yep. So that is what makes it great. And oh my god, he's such a great actor too. Yeah. I thought he, that was surprising to see that he's actually such a good actor. He's better when he's not delivering lines lah. Okay, let's be honest. But, <laughs> I don't know, I, I thought it was okay. I thought even when he was delivering lines, he was good. I, right? As opposed to his short films where he just, he just looked cool. Uh, you know? And now he, he's good. Hey, you, you are good. Oh my god. Yeah. I suspect that they don't speak to each other like that in real life. <laughs> as husband and wife. So it kind of threw off their dynamic a little bit. Uh, which is why it seemed a little bit rehearsed. Maybe. The, when they had their conversations with each other. Because <laughs> it wasn't like super like natural lah. But that's but already. Was but yeah. that was that is really already nitpicky lah because yeah, you don't you know, really notice it at all. I don't have a all. huge problem with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I know. Bringing it up since you brought up the acting thing. Yeah. Okay, and, what was the but? And just like what I was going to say also about mm. the but is that if it did feel a little bit long, oh, did the it? film oh. could have been a little bit shorter. Mm. You know, I thought lah, not much shorter. I'm not saying that this feature film should have been a ten minute short. You no, know, but uh, uh, Ted, there were some draggy parts in there. You know, but overall it was okay. 
Oh, Overall, it was yeah. good. Just, but this is this is like very tiny. You don't even notice uh, things like this. It's super forgivable. Yeah. Super, super forgivable. It's not even a forgivable thing. It's like, yeah. ah. You know, you, I, yeah. I personally did not feel like the length mm. of the film was a problem. Ah, more or less like that, lah. It's yeah. like it can be overlooked, lah. Yeah. You know, because we have this overlooked is, it. Yeah, it's this overlooked. is this is a this is a good film. And yes. the the part where you say that you know uh, you want to tell a good story, it doesn't matter how you're going to shoot it. That kind of like is what is embodied in skateboarding and BMX films mm. as well. Because these people don't have any expensive equipment. Mm. When they first started out, they just shoot with anything. Mm. That's why the Sony VX1000 is like an icon, iconic camera mm. for BMX and skateboarding. Mm. You know? Yeah, so... Mm. Yeah, so, watch the film. Go to movie. Go to movie. Movie subscription uh, fees are actually quite cheap. Yeah. And you can actually go for free 7-day yeah, trial. Yeah, if you are cheapskate, just go for the free 7-day trial. And then later on sign up to movie because there are other films there also. Yeah. Let's start with this one first. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good movie. You, a good you're going to tell people to watch it? Watch it. Definitely Please watch, watch it. it. Please Especially watch if it. you spend all your time bitching about Malaysian films, then you should watch the film. Yes. Because at least it'll shut you up for a while. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. important. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. Okay. So congratulations on the film. Yeah. We liked See you it. soon, Eva. Yeah. Let us know if you so are. This month, this year, we cannot go Sabah. A bit, a bit sad, you know. Very but, sad. Yeah. Very, very sad. sad. Very sad, you know. But, but yeah. hopefully, we'll see you soon. Yeah. Okay. So, so uh, like this video. Don't like this video. Comment. Uh, comment. Maybe you guys don't like these indie filmmakers. Tell us, lah. You don't like films with heart. You don't like you films with heart. You work for an advertising agency and yeah, you feel misrepresented by the film. Whatever, come at us, yo. Yeah. Subscribe to our channel. Um, Tell us what to watch next. Oh yeah, We're yes, still yes, looking yes. for stuff to watch mm. for uh, the rest of the year. For those of you who are following Fat Billion Knows Everything, I'm sorry there's no episode this week because it was a birthday I wanted to spend time with her. Yeah. Uh, and um, follow us on all our social media platforms at Fat Billion. Go to fatbillion.com to get everything. You've been watching and listening to the Fat Bidin Film Club. I'm assuming I'm Zanazli. And I'm Shah Ibu Yo, half an hour. <laughs>